Rock and Roll Death Brigade Podcast with Randy Rocket Cody. All right. It's Rock and Roll Death Brigade Podcast with me, Randy Rocket Cody. It's July 5th, 2020, Sunday. Hope everybody had a good 4th of July celebration. Uh, got some uh, ground to cover here, and then we'll get to rocking with some music. First, we're going to go ahead and review the uh, past stories that you've seen up at the MetalDan.com site. Curses have signed with Sharp Tone Records, the West Virginian metalcore band, uh, are slated to release their sophomore album, Chapter 2, Bloom, via Sharp Tone Records on August 7th. Uh, Kiko Larrero has uh, released Overflow single. Uh, he's the Megadeth guitarist, and he's uh, just unleashed a new solo single titled Overthrow. This is the third single off of his fifth solo album, Open Source, which is slated to drop July 10th. Sepultura has rescheduled their uh, tour dates with Crowbar. Uh, that North American tour now will happen uh, in 2021. So they've got the, the dates listed up at the MetalDen.com site. Chester Bennington, Full Alien Disclosure and Murder. This is part one of my new report that you'll find at the MetalDen.com site. Also, uh, in this show, I will uh, share a snippet from my uh, latest interview on the radio that I just did on July 2nd with uh, FM Rock Radio Station WQEE 99.1 and host Ryan O'Neill. So here, you'll hear just a little bit of that here in the program. Uh, we discussed the Chester Bangton death investigation. But uh, part two and part three uh, for the uh, Chester Bangton report will post leading up to the uh, three-year anniversary of his death on July 20th. So keep your eyes open for that. Part one is now available. And uh, you can also catch any other reports at the top menu. You'll see reports. Just hit that uh, link. It'll take you to the page of all the past reporting for Chris Cornell and whatnot, okay? Psychroptic has debuted a new music video for the uh, song Beyond the Black. Devil Driver released a new song. This is coming off their uh, upcoming double album. So definitely check out the new song, Iona. Uh, Megadeth has uh, tour dates uh, that are rescheduled for 2021 as well with Trivium and In Flames. And Lamb of God's new album has debuted in the top 15. Enforced have signed with Century Media Records. And Soundgarden has launched new social media accounts. Kind of crazy. Uh, these new accounts have been launched under the mon moniker of nude.dragons. You've got the spirit 
of Ozfest weekend, which just happened, which was a virtual con uh, concert that of uh, past performances for uh, Ozfest alum alumni. So you had uh, on July third, here just this past Friday, uh, that that broadcast happened and. You're able to see all these different past performances and exclusive stories shared. All right. Well, uh, before we get rocking with some music, again, just want to uh, make sure and send out thanks to everyone who's sharing news at the MetalDen.com site, spreading the word. Got a lot of new followers on my Twitter, I noticed. So that's great to see. Um, a lot of people are wanting more of this Chester Bennington story. You know, we just had the uh, arrest of Ghislaine Maxwell that happened on the same day that I released part one of my new Chester report uh, and, and appeared on the radio. Oddly enough, at that same day, uh, the FBI announced that they've arrested the uh, woman who was the procurer for these uh, abducted kids with Jeffrey Epstein. And so that, we'll get more, you know, details on all that and I'll have that included as part of my upcoming reporting on part two and three for Chester Bennington. It all plays into it and you'll see why. But just make sure also to check out my personal.com for updates as well, randyrocketcody.com. All right, let's get rocking with some music. Just for him. 
Ryan, how's it going? I am doing good. How about you, brother? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for asking. Well, I appreciate it. I, before we dive into this month's topic, I know that you guys are shutting down many parts of Texas. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on what's going on with bars and other things there. What's going on? You guys on lockdown again? Uh, well, we haven't officially gone into the second lockdown yet. Uh, but I do believe it's coming. Uh, we have uh, across the board uh, in Texas have uh, shut down the bars and clubs again. Um, my wife had been going out and being able to have some margaritas and whatnot. And uh, the past few weeks, uh, I was really enjoying that. But that's, uh, yeah, they pulled the plug on that. And now they have um, instated a policy for you basically have to wear your mask outside. Um, you can't even go into 7-Eleven now.
I've got a 7-Eleven here on the corner uh, outside my place, and um, they, they've got signs on the door now that say you must have mask is required. So, uh, yeah, it's it's everywhere. Any, anywhere you try to go, any business, they have put that in place now in, in DFW, Dallas-Fort Worth. You have to wear a mask to be able to get service of any kind. Uh, or you'll just be wow. you'll be turned away. Yeah, sounds like Nevada. They're doing the same thing there. Now, the one thing that's unusual: how the heck you got to wear a mask in the Seven Eleven? How are you going to be able to taste which donuts you want to taste and put back that you're going to buy? I mean, that's just not right. You got to put a mask on. You got to take the mask off. And uh, take <laughs> yeah, I mean, the funny thing is, is that like my wife got her her nephew works in the extermination you know, uh -huh. pest extermination business, not people. Um, but uh, that would be a mafia member. Um, and and he, he hooked me up with them. He hooked me up with, you know, because I hadn't been, I wasn't wearing a mask. I hadn't been, you know. But he hooked me up with this big, crazy-looking mask. It's got, like, this gnarly filter on it. You know what I mean? It's not like these basic, the common masks you see people wear. It doesn't have no actual filter on it. So right, right, right. mine's like hardcore. Mine looks like something out of a science fiction movie. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, dude. You know what I mean? It's like I told my wife, I said, well, you know what? I'm cool with this because if I'm going to wear one of these things, I want to look cool. You know what I mean? I want to yeah, look. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. want to walk in looking like people like, what? Is that Darth Vader's son or something? You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, mine's really, mine's the real deal. It's got a number on it or something. So I, I, didn't, I have to look at the box. But uh, it's um, it's cool, like I said, because the filter thing. And so if you know anything about uh, chem chemtrails and stuff and the stuff that's supposed to be out in, in the air, the pollutants anyways, <laughs> uh, you know, it's probably pretty smart now. And I, I'll be turning 50 on July 16th. So I told my wife, you know what, I, my whole attitude about this has changed. Like, I, I'm glad to wear the mask because, right. honest, outside it's it's that's a good mask. It's got a filter on it because that thing filters out everything, you know. Wow. And it's and, I agree with you. Yeah, and it's on your it's on your face, um, nice and secure. I could talk with. I was driving around. It's no big deal. You know what I mean? It's not these little Mickey Mouse ones you see people wearing at Walmart. That oh come yeah, on, those things aren't going to do anything for you, man. It's like. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, that's that, that's that's just laughable. If you're going to do it right, you know, you need to have something that's got a real filter on it and that filters right. out filters out all these toxins and, and, and bad uh, things in the air. And so, you know, as you're getting older, look, I mean, whether this pandemic was going on or not, I mean, that's, that's really the way to go for the future, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely so. Well, we're going to jump right into our true crime subject this morning here, uh, Randy. Um, what we're talking about is Fane Lee Singer of Lincoln Park, and he was in Silicon Valley, and Chester Bennington. And we'll get into it. Let's talk a little about Chester's death and everything. Okay. Uh, why? Here's, here's two questions back to back. Why do you believe Chester was murdered, and who do you think was the killer? Okay, well, we everybody knows that in, in his case, as well as... Uh, his friend, Chris Cornell, they were both ruled suicide. Um, I believe he was murdered, just like Chris Cornell, more of a, an, an assassination. 
um, that was carried out <clears throat> covertly and subsequently covered up uh, because of some uh, some very damning information that really started with with Cornell receiving uh, what's been called the Swordfish computer file, and that now you have to understand that Chris Chris and uh, Chester were very close friends, close enough. Obviously, uh, anybody who follows the situation knows that he was uh, Chester was a godfather to to one of uh, Chris's kids. Wow. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people who don't really know the story wouldn't know that. So as far as, you know, the finer details. But, um, but yeah, that's the truth. Um, so they were very close. Um, they had performed on stage together before. And so what what is, you know, basically being put out there is that somehow, some way, uh, this, this uh, close connection between those two uh, late rock stars is what eventually um, end up getting them both killed. Um, meaning that this damning information that, that, that they came across, and to answer your second question, uh, flat out for Chester, I believe uh, he was killed by John Podesta. Uh, yeah, I don't know if anybody out there knows who John Podesta is. <laughs> Few people probably do, but... He's not someone that you would see normally on the uh, the mainstream news. Right, right. You'll see him on the fringe, uh, what we call fringe alternative uh, news. Some some of the uh, you know he's out there a little bit. He had he had his controversy, but I mean, if you don't follow the news, a lot of people don't don't follow the news very closely. Right, right. You know what I mean? Even if it did get mentioned on the mainstream news, um, but his story, John Podesta, is. Um, He's a he's a Clinton, uh, Bill and Hillary Clinton, uh, big big dude with them. I mean he's he was he ran uh, you know Hillary's campaign. He served under Bill Clinton during his presidency. Um, he's a very powerful guy in Washington D.C. And he through my my investigation uh, that I did these past three years, um, he basically what I learned. He was connected to Lincoln Park, okay, actually worked with the band. Like he, he was rolling out um, the global initiative, C for All, Safe Energy for All, and uh, they used Lincoln Park and their, their social site platforms to, uh, to get the word out about that before, you know, Chester died. And so um, what a... Uh, what I believe happened, uh, my latest report that I've, I've posted part one today at TheMetalDen.com for Chester Bennington, uh, the title of the report is Chester Bennington, Full Alien Disclosure and Murder. I mean, what a provocative title, huh? Yeah, really? <laughs> and uh, so now people are going to, and I thought that too, I was like, Jesus, man, that's just, that's just awesome. You know, first of all, I just, I'm a big science fiction person and uh, I just, those are my favorite kind of movies and whatnot. Um, like, you know, Alien, The Thing. Um, but yeah, so it's like, but I knew I hit that people in the center of the, you know, their face right between the eyes with that title. It's just like, you know, they're just going to be like, what the, you know, so, but that's what I do. I, you know, I try to really make it as 
bold and, and crazy as possible because that's the fun of what I get to do as, as a conspiracy theorist. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. And so, because uh, at the end of the day, it, it's, it's the onus is, is on you to figure out if it's totally true or not. You know, I am well known. I am a well known prankster. I pulled off many of the biggest internet hoaxes in the past few years against some of the biggest bands in the world, including Metallica, Motley Crue. So right. I have that reputation too. But um, but the full alien disclosure story is really crazy because and and really real and lends itself in terms of what happened with Chris and Chester to you know again making that something that's very provocative uh, to, to, to look at in that light. Um, there's a gentleman by the name of Phil Schneider who is now who's now uh, deceased who plays a, a big part in this part one of this uh, new report and that's because um, what you have to understand is John Podesta, who is under investigation, him and his brother Tony Podesta, for the, the, the missing girl Madeline McCann, who, uh, who disappeared, uh, I believe it was Portugal, and on vacation, and she was literally taken out of her bed. The person that was, uh, that was supposedly uh, seen near the location of the, of, of the vacation home where she disappeared from uh, was Anthony Weiner? Okay. Now, isn't it? Doesn't it? Just works so well with this story, doesn't it? Um, it very well, yeah. Well, Uma Abedin is Anthony Weiner's. That's 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 his wife. Now, Uma is literally the the you know person that works closest to Hillary Clinton. Now, there's a frazzle drip video. You just got to go on, you know, Twitter, Facebook and type it, type that up or put put it in Google. You'll pull up relevant info to it. And that's that's the snuff film that supposedly NYPD um, has has had under wraps that contains um, a sacrifice of of a of a young girl that was abducted through this uh, pedophile ring network. And that was included in the Swordfish computer file that was sent to Chris and that subsequently got into Chester's hands. Um, basically, that that is what I'm being told by my sources and that that was beyond the black book, Epstein's <clears throat> Jeffrey Epstein's black book, that was that was also in there, and that black book contained very powerful names um, in the entertainment industry in Washington D.C. But one of the most interesting names uh, listed in the inner circle for Jeffrey Epstein was Courtney Love. Yeah. And so we all know what happened to, to Courtney Love's husband. You know, he ended up having committed suicide, but there's been strong analysis done. I've done some reporting on it as well about Kurt Cobain that uh, it was imp impossible for him to have, have committed suicide. He, I agree. Yeah. 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 He was on such a heavy amount of heroin when they found him 
there right. is no possible way that he could have, uh, you know, after he did such a large amount, he could have been able to pick up the gun and uh, and do and do that. And so, um, so basically, yeah, that you know, getting back to Phil Schneider and how he works into it, um, Phil Schneider, he he was found what they believed was suicide. They found him dead from what they thought was a self-inflicted gunshot. But his ex-wife, Cynthia, thought that things were real strange because uh, when you're looking at the, looking at the body, uh, she couldn't uh, shake the fact that something was off. She spoke to a detective uh, who said that something was wrong because there were marks on his neck. And then an autopsy report revealed that a rubber hose was tied around Phil's neck three times and then tied in a knot, which blocked blood. Does this sound eerily familiar to Chris Cornell? It sounds so familiar. Doesn't it? I mean, it's tripping me. I mean, when I was putting this together, I was like, this is just so crazy. Um, just like in both Chester and Chris's cases, no suicide note was ever found during Phil Schneider's death investigation. So who is Phil Schneider? Well, Phil Schneider was an engineer for the government, for the United States government. And he, uh, his father was, was a high-ranking, um, was a high-ranking member of, of the, uh, I believe it was the Navy. And he was, uh, but he was in the military and was part of Operation Crossroads and whatnot. And so Phil himself became an engineer as he got older and he was um, installed at uh, certain bases in the United States um, and, and all over. Uh, but the one that that he worked at and had a had a real intense encounter, uh, as the story goes, with gray aliens uh, back in 1979 at Dulce. Uh, base and so that's uh new mexico so um <clears throat> he basically survived that that uh that firefight when they came across these aliens and supposedly like 60 civilians and uh, military people in total were were killed from this event and he survived like i said and so he started doing his own um, you know, his own work of, of research and then going out and speaking. And so you can see tapes and audio uh, or video, I should say, of him on YouTube, if you just simply search for that. Um, and he spoke, he was speaking out as a whistleblower against the United States government uh, about all of this before he died. So that's, that's where... Um, that's where Phil Schneider comes in. You definitely want to research his story to understand uh, that, you know, and what people need to understand is that there's a thing called the Greta Treaty uh, or Greta, however you want to say it. It's G-R-E-A-D-A. -A. Uh, but this was signed in 1954, apparently, with pri uh, President Dwight Eisenhower and a high-ranking uh, member of the of the gray aliens. I tell you what, we're going to take a break, Randy, and when we come back, we're going to continue talking about all of this 
And we'll talk about the death of Chester Bennington, the former lead singer of Lincoln Park, as well as the former lead singer of Stone Temple Pilots. We'll continue diving into part one of this. Uh, we are expecting a new three-part series on this. We'll, we've got Randy the Rocket Cody on this true crime Thursday with us. Stay with us on Rise and Shine Mornings on WQBE. 99.1 FM, the key, and on the Bridge Radio Network on Spreaker.com. Keep it tuned. We're back in a moment. I'm playing a little bit of music with Chester. What you got going? I... Uh, first off, let us in. Actually, I did a, did a news report to let us in, and then did the first Lincoln Park song, one, uh, one Step Closer. But then I was doing Stone Temple Pilots going into the break. Oh, okay. Of that new song he had with him. <laughs> I, was, um, I was rocking Hybrid Theory yesterday. So I, I downloaded a couple of their songs to play, a couple of their songs to play in between the going back and forth in the break. Yeah, they supposedly have a song that uh, uh, Mike Shinoda said that they've got a song uh, for Linkin Park, an unreleased song they'll be putting out here at some point with Chester on vocals. So that's really cool. Yeah, I got that interview. I'm going to play probably in a couple minutes, I'll play at the end of the, at the, end of the show here when we get done Yeah. with you. Uh at the end of your year. So it's all on the spreaker, so now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thinking on me, yeah, stop thinking on me. Uh, Kenny said that he wasn't much of a grunge fan because he killed his hair band, but I just told him that the government killed off the grunge band, so yeah, the government yeah, the government took care of our heavy metal uh community's problem, huh? The major nemesis grunge. Oh man, that's funny. <laughs> right, like, we got rid of poison. Now we got. Now that you got rid of Brett Michaels, we got to get rid of uh, Kirk Cobain. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. people about glam. I mean, man, when that first came out, um, mm -hmm. people really hated those kind of bands. You know, uh, even the tra oh, the traditional metal guys. You know what I mean? There's just like brawling going on all the time. If they saw these these chick looking dudes you know that were walking around with mascara on their face and stuff and so um but you know they were like oh you know poison was pretty good yeah, yeah you know i mean once you see oh, i saw motley Crue shout the devil concert you know when i was 12 dude i was sold i was like come on this is the baddest stuff of all times man And glam, actually, those guys will whoop your butt, man. A lot of the fu the funny thing is that those guys would would pick a fight with someone <clears throat> like a Tommy Lee or whatnot, and then get their butt kicked. Yeah, I can see that. I can yeah. see that. Tommy's got long arms, man. I'm friends with Ricky Rocket, man. He's such a cool dude. I yeah. mean, he's so laid back, man. He's yeah, so he looks. Light. He seems it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, they're supposed to be on that tour with Motley Crue, the comeback tour. Yeah, them, Def Leppard, and Joan Jett said she don't know if she's going to do it next year if they come back. Oh, really? Yeah, she said that she, she don't even know if she's going to do it. She was originally, but 
I think she wants to stay on. She might have some underlying disease that she has to let everybody know. You know, they, yeah. she is old. She's definitely older. She's over 60, right? But I can't wait to see it. I, I'll go try to get tickets to it here in Atlanta to get away on the station and go see. Yeah. But, but it's like, wow, man, you know, like, we got to wait till the first of the year. Yeah, not even the first of the year. It'll be next next uh, summer. Yep, next summer. You know, it's going to be a whole, whole year, basically. So, I mean, everything's been put, <clears throat> as far as concerts, you know, major tours, festivals, anything like that, anywhere in the world. Um, I know, I mean... Well, now they they should be able to set something up in New Zealand because they are they killed the coronavirus over there. Yeah, I was gonna so, say yeah. I know New Zealand and like Sweden. My wife has some friends in Sweden that she talks to quite a bit. Um, yeah, New Zealand—that's a very good point. And uh, Finland. Where all the bands go anyway to make a lot of money. Yeah, right. I mean, that's the new. Oh man, the, if anybody listening to this wants to hear some killer music, man. Go check out the the Swedish uh, rock and metal scene. Oh man, blows away America, blows away America. I mean, and I hate to say that, but I'm talking you know Crash Diet, you know uh, hardcore superstar. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> we're talking some really good stuff. I mean, these bands are like they're like the new Motley Crues. And uh, so if you really dig that kind of stuff, you got to go check those bands out because uh, in a band called Panzer Princess, uh, my wife wow. knows the guitar player for them. I mean, these bands rock, man. I mean, they rock hard. So my wife wants to go to Sweden uh, here uh, pretty soon, as soon as things get, you know, chill out a little bit more and uh, and go go check out some of those bands, you know. Oh, that's going to be cool, man. Yeah. All right, we'll get ready to come back, brother. All right, bro. Welcome back into the Rise and Shine Morning Show on 99.1 FM, WQEE. You can listen through WQE99.1FM.com or you can go WQEE. 99.1 FM dot radio one two three four five dot com and Bridge Radio Network on Spreaker dot com. It's True Crime Thursday, and our guest this morning is Randy the Rocket Cody. As we continue our discussion about Chester Bennington, the main lead singer of Lincoln Park, most notably, and also did a little bit in Stones of Ohio. In my personal opinion, when Scott was had left and not returned, Randy, I think Chester did a Fantastic job in STP, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was just so talented, man. I mean, it was he just fit right in with him, and his voice, man, was just traditional, you know. And 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 when you when I heard him sing them them classic songs from STP, you know, just uh, you know, it was just like man, Interstate Love Songs, perfect with his voice, you know. Yeah, I really think that Chester was underrated, you know. Yeah. Um, really, he, he was. Real talented. My wife saw him live, and um, one time, and she just still raves this day about it. And the the, the the kick of it all was he had just had um, he had just had something, some kind of surgery, something he was, or, or he was gonna get a surgery, something. He was um, he was ill, you know. And she said he still 
was cranking it out. You know, he was just a total trooper and just had an amazing voice, you know, just, just like Scott did, uh, just like Chris, you know. It definitely was. I mean, you, there's very few singers in our lifetime, dude, that you could actually pick in the rock and metal world singers. I mean, Sebastian Bach is one for when, when he was in row and his solo stuff. Uh, Chris Cornell, of course, uh, and, and Chester, I put him in there with those three guys. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Chester Chester belongs to be right there at the top, you know, and always remembered as one of the greats. I mean, he was a very special talent, man. Exactly. And I love the new stuff that he did with STP when it came out before all this happened. Let me get right back to it. Um, we were talking about the death of Chester Bennington and how close he was to Chris Cornell and how close these two guys actually were. So let's get back right into it. Let's, let's continue the discussion. One thing we do want to talk about is the biggest similarity between the death of Chris and Chester. Okay, well, yeah, like you, like you, like I said before with the Phil Schneider uh, situation, um, the way that, just to begin with, that they, that they were found. Um, Chris and, and Chester were found uh, to have committed suicide and were uh, both hanging and what a lot of people don't recognize or realize is that Chester was found on July 20th 2017 dead and that's Chris Cornell's birthday uh -huh. that's weird. so you know and then and then there was no suicide note left and both 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 rock stars were at the height of their game you know they were both really enjoying chris was obviously he was out on tour you know um playing sold out show for five thousand people the night that that he uh that he uh he died uh chester was 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 getting ready to go to a photo shoot and uh had had things going on uh big time still with with uh, Lincoln Park and whatnot, so uh, Chris has um, recorded, you know, this this music with Soundgarden before he died. That's supposed to now come out, but there's a battle over it between the band and uh, Vicky Cornell. Um, and then Chester is supposed to have some other music that the band's holding on to to put out later. So just a ton of similarities and. Um, you know, and then and then just the fact that, you know, that <clears throat> that Chris Cornell himself was a real uh, advocate for for child safety and protection of children. Yeah, stick with me because it gets real complicated. But you know, before I was your little son, before I was your baby, your uh, your dependent, I was a free spirit in the next stage of life. I walked in the cosmos, not imprisoned by a body of flesh, but free in a body of light. I knew all things. There were no questions, only answers, no weaknesses, only strength. I was light. I was truth. I was a spiritual being. I was a god. But you had to fuck and bring my ass down here. I didn't ask to be born. I didn't call you up and say, please have me. Can I work at Winchell someday? I heard this shit. You fucked. You had me. Now you want me to pay my own way? Fuck! 
Hey, Decker, this is Vince Neal. Hey, I want to say uh, happy birthday, brother. Uh, this is actually from uh, uh, Christian, Mom, Ethan, and Blake. So uh, keep on rocking, shout the devil, and, uh, and do, yeah, do some feel-good stuff in, four, in big old 4 big old you man. All right, see you later.
Real money. They don't just like pay those. Yeah, monopoly money. Yeah. What are you guys gonna be doing in Puerto Rico? Um, getting another third degree burn. It was a, it wasn't a third degree. It was, was that the lowest you could get? Probably for, you probably yeah, got. I got really burn. badly burned. What in the Dominican feeling. Republic? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't understand She's a world it. traveler. Yeah. Very worldly woman. Yeah. She is. I haven't left America to sex slavery. But you're in sex slavery now. I know, but I don't want to be forced into sex slavery overseas. That's what I'm scared of. Just here. Just here. I know the people who put me into sex slavery. Like, the gym lane of Jamaica isn't going to be as nice. Is there one? Is there a gym lane of Jamaica? Um, what happened? You know Natalie Holloway? The girls yeah. that got stolen yeah. in Aruba? What happens is they steal these blonde white girls and they take them to Jamaica and they ship them out as sex slaves. No blonde girl is murdered in Aruba, is murdered in Jamaica. They're stolen and that's why they've never found her body and she's in sex slavery. Have you bestowed this information to the proper authorities? To the cavemen? No. They, they probably would like to know I that. just, I'm watching I'm like Iona. totally fascinated like right now. Yeah, it's true. Why do you think they haven't found Natalie Holloway's body? Because she she's was taken alive. Okay, you know Nikita no, Denise? Nikita Denise told me before she got in the business that she had her passport stolen by the mob and there was a woman who uh, lived at this main guy's house and she was pregnant. And she goes, she goes, let me show you where I keep the baby and the sex. They were stuck there. They were like, her and her friends, passports were stolen and taken to this house. And this lady goes, let me show you where my baby's room is, this and that. And they take her away from the men. And she goes, run. Get out of here. This, I, I'm a slave. I'm trapped. I'm pregnant. I cannot leave. Run for your life. And they did. They like hopped out the window and hid in bushes. They were, literally had monsters after them looking for them. It's no joke. I believe you, but yeah. I've been every, everywhere. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Oh. A nine? Oh, Here he is. The prince.